Welcome to the Relative Past podcast. We are a podcast about web development, web design, and that sort of thing. I am Mark Phoenix. And I'm Ben Hutchings. We are back after a long, long hiatus, another hiatus. This is kind of, it seems to be what we do. We podcast, okay. We, I kind of I wonder whether... It's the hiatus podcast. Yeah, yeah. But um, but we're back. we'll explain why we've been um, away. We're both standing um, to record. I just felt like we should point it out just in case listeners can tell if there's any difference in like our energy levels if we're a bit more sleepy when we're sat down and more dynamic when we're stood up they can hear the thrombosis or what is it you get when you stand for too long <laughs> what dvt yeah dvt maybe it isn't dvt <laughs> you're trying to add a bit of peril to the, to yeah, the podcast exactly. jeopardy who will survive um so we are talking about all sorts of things um really we're talking a little bit about why we've been away um, what we're planning to do about maybe not being away so much in the future and what we're up to. So this is going to be like a a very rambly sort of episode. And it's brought to you with... <laughs> unusually. Unusually, yeah. And it's brought to you with atmosphere because we're in what the Hutchings-Holland's family combo describe as the hutch, which is like a bit of a Swiss cabin thing at the end of the garden, mm-hmm. um, which has sofas in it and... Some paintings and some books and a toilet that makes a howling noise after you flush it for about half an hour due to low water pressure. I'm just I'm just trying to paint a picture. Um, but it's raining and you can hear the 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 kind of the atmospheric tinkling of the rain. So. <laughs> Note to self: never use the word tinkling. <laughs> just don't. Just don't. I've used it twice now. I don't think I've used that word for many years. No. I'm going to put it back into a time. I said that someone was tinkling the ivories once. <laughs> I got it wrong. And that is why they can never play in that orchestra again. <laughs> um, um. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about things. So what have you been up to since we've been recording last, Ben Hutchings? Uh, um, I have been uh, <laughs> mainly at, uh, trying to bring up my daughter... Which does kind of take some, take some, you know, some person hours to do. Yeah, it does. Jem gets involved as well. Um, <laughs> How old is she? Your oh, daughter, not, not Jem. <laughs> I was going to say, don't put me on the spot. Uh, she's nearly, she's two next month. And she's got words now. She speaks in full sentences yeah. occasionally where, as well, doesn't where she? Where is Gran, where is Nandad? And stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we haven't found Grandad yet. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, building, uh, finishing off. I've actually moved in. I've talked probably months and months ago about building a workshop. Yes. Uh, with a little office on the end of it as, yeah. a, as a little place to work at the end of the garden where I won't be disturbed. Mm-hmm. Well, I have moved in <laughs> and I'm being disturbed. <laughs> no, it's nice. It's good. It's tiny. It's. I don't necessarily regret it being so tiny, oh, oh, but it's you, really tiny. You put a picture up on our feed somewhere so people can see. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. Um, but it's yeah. It's very. Is it? It takes cozy to like to probably its limit, doesn't it? Yeah. But if you it had ple- soft furnishings, you'd be like. You'd feel like you were in a womb. It would, yeah. It's tiny. <laughs> it's almost a pod. If I talk, yeah. If I think of it as my work pod, that's quite nice. It's a womb with slightly better Wi-Fi than you get in a regular one. <laughs> Funnily enough, I've um, not solved the problem of getting wired or even reliable wireless internet access that far down the garden yet. So I ended up changing my tariff with Vodafone for a little bit more a month for 50 gig of data and at the moment 50 gig is enough to work on I'm finding each month oh so you're tethering off so I'm tethered all the time on 4G so uh, that's 
probably not interesting. But well, anyway. how much do, how much do you reckon you get through? Because I think it is it's kind of almost an interesting thing because you do wonder how much data you get through as a web developer. I'm getting through. I've just got through 25 gig in three weeks, so I think 50 gig is just enough. Although in that time, I've um, ended up downloading some really large backups of stuff. I, I looked, I checked the other day. I was actually actually running out of space on my tiny SSD old MacBook. SSD yes. drives, yes, you know, they've got like, the early ones have got really tiny drives. What What has yours got? Oh, I can't remember. It's Is it 256? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. yeah, I think it's 256. But, um, and you've got I've, an SD card, I can see? Yeah, that's just for my iTunes music. Oh, okay. Which is going to be no more soon, you know, they're yeah. killing iTunes. Yeah. We might yeah. actually, we might be discussing a few news things. Oh, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up then. Oh, no, 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 um, that's good. It's a little teaser. Yeah, so I was running out of space and it was because I downloaded something like 8 gig of backups and I was thinking, oh, goodness. You know, I, uh, when I looked at my... I, I'd done that within one month, so that's quite a lot of data yeah. to tether. Yeah. Obviously, you know, people that are watching Netflix and stuff all the time. We On our home, we, we've got 70 or 80 gig of usage a month about on our home one, because that's just loads and loads of Hey Dougie and Bing for Eleanor every day. Everybody should watch Hey Dougie. Oh, they should. We'll talk about it a bit later, though. Okay, we will. Um, it just... It, sometimes I think... You think about how far we've come in terms of just what you can do, uh, like using that much data. Just saying that, like ten years ago or fifteen years ago, would have seemed almost a bit sci-fi. Yeah. Sort of thing. You can stream four K, well, close to four K um, stuff these days. But yeah, there you go. Um, but we've we've got some show notes. So Ben, you have put on the show notes um, garden office, which we've covered. Your tick garden stroke womb office. <laughs> um, <laughs> if there are any therapists uh, out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talk at relativepath.com.co.uk. <laughs> um, but the one that caught my eye was slowly abandoning WordPress. Ah. Yeah. I think it is to do with this Gutenberg thing. Um, with the editor. Which I haven't actually got a problem with Gutenberg. If you don't know what Gutenberg is, then suggest you Google it rather than having us explain what it is, I guess. Yeah. It, and it's probably, it's, it's, it's kind of news. Most people in the work. Yes, long, know about long it time now, now yeah. and it's fairly well sort of bedded in. But for some reason, I just thought, oh, I did a, I did a, oh, you know, one of those changes that you wonder if it's changed for change's sake. And it's probably not. And when we talk to Andy Bell and other intelligent, clever people who know a lot about JavaScript, they're like, yeah, this is the way forward. Um, but to me, it was just a, a change, which was a pain because I used work, WordPress as a workhorse and would just rattle stuff out. Mm. You don't have to use Gutenberg as the editor. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. For some reason, what happened is in that period of time, I just started looking around. And because I looked around, I thought, thought oh, craft CMS. And you were looking at Perch a lot. So I sort of looked at Perch a bit. Haven't ended up using it. Per well, Perch is kind of similar thing. It's, it's kind of my workhorse for, I think you sometimes find if you develop with a cms you just find one that chimes with your way of working yeah and you probably don't want them to make a fairly major change to it although big changes i don't know how big a change is coming up but a new version of that well i might talk about that oh, okay yeah. so yeah i looked around at that and i also um had a big ongoing project that was using laravel so spending a lot of time in laravel as a php framework sort of building from scratch besides the framework you know so that's not a cms unless you build a cms in it and is that, then is that something which is sort of achievable as part of a regular project uh you just probably wouldn't bother with a tiny little down the road down the road plumber mm -hmm. but for anything 
I'm really liking craft, actually. I, I would have said anything bigger than any anything fairly serious I'd use Laravel for, but however, craft is just really good. Okay. Really good. It completely defines unopinionated in okay. terms of there's almost when you when you start there's the 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 craft one hundred and one how to get going is actually almost quite difficult because there's nothing mm. one index file one index twig file um and that's it so like at least I say at least with WordPress you get a, a theme and in that theme there's loads of examples of how you might build another theme and you could kind of take apart that theme whatever it's called, 2015, 2016, 2017, they do it every year. But with craft, it's just like, here's your blank canvas. So mm. you, it's a little bit daunting mm. like that. What's the licensing cost? Paid and I can't remember. It's okay. not free, but it's not expensive for any self-respecting company. Um, you're just going to look that up, are you? Yes, yeah. It's it's pretty much it's a cost that it would be very difficult not to be able to just bundle it in with a build cost. I would I, st I would stick it on or have stuck it on as a line item in a quote, and there's been no problem with it. Okay, none at all. I, when I first started, I kind of assumed that people would be a bit like, why am I why am I having to pay for this for a CMS? But yeah, not, you never get that, do no. you? And if you do, it's a bit of a warning sign. So. So it's, there's a free one for the free tier for building a website for yourself or for a friend. Yeah, a community or, level one is is good. Yeah, friend or an enemy who has some leverage over you, maybe. Yeah. Um, their pro is two hundred ninety nine dollars, so mm. whatever that is in in pounds. And I think it is a year. I think for support and stuff. I think seven hundred two hundred ninety nine dollars is probably about four thousand pounds at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Like that, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure what what that is. But yeah. But that's that's kind of. For a yeah. respectable project. It's really nice. good. And I've, I've used them for support. We used it uh, with an agency I work with for the Hollywood Bowl um, bowling website. And I should say I didn't build the site. I've only worked on some performance stuff for it and setting up all the hosting for it. With mm -hmm. a company called Fort Rabbit. Really good. Not necessarily the best communicators. <laughs> okay. They don't nor really communicate like humans sometimes. Oh, how, but, what, what do you mean? Well, you know, you say, hi, how are you doing? So, so I've got a problem with this. And you get back a a little screenshot of a CLI command that actually fixes everything for you. But but no chat. Oh, right. Oh, is it <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like dealing with an AI. Sort of it thing. is a little bit like dealing with an AI. Um, is that good? There's that's okay sometimes. And other times you, you just want to say, so I've got been thinking of this. Do you reckon this will work? No. Right. Can I, can I have a little bit more? Like that a little bit more. So no, because... Yeah, so it's a little bit like that sometimes. That reminds me of the support that you get from a certain CMS that I use. Yeah. But, well, purchase like that. I think, And I think some people kind of get a little bit... And I do occasionally. Some people get a little bit like... Um, get a little bit dismayed over it because it's very like... Kurt. Hi, I've got this problem. Like, explain the problem. Um, I've got this and this. Do this. Oh, it didn't work because of this. Do this. Oh, it didn't work because of this. You're not explaining yourself properly. Explain yourself properly, and and it's mm. and it's like it's not. I don't think because we've spoken to Drew and Drew's kind of Drew's really nice and sort of friendly and it was very like. I think we um, when we had him on, we had a few technical issues, so he was like twiddling his thumbs for a good amount of time and was fine. Same with Rachel Andrew when we had her on, we sort of had. You can see a theme emerging here. We had some technical issues, but she was fine. Um, she was very kind of everything that we because I think we changed. We changed the episode subject like 
as we spoke to her and she was like, yep, fine, no problem. Yeah. And so she's very accommodating and and very and she's very generous with her info and things like that. So it's not that they're kind of, it's not that they're angry, but it's just they're very, I, th- I imagine they're doing five or six things at the same time. And so when a support request comes in, they're just going to, I'm going to answer this efficiently and quickly as a way of... We probably shouldn't complain about it too much. No, no, uh, we shouldn't. I've I've had a, the opposite complaint where I've logged a support request with um, a company about a technical issue, and I've had a "Have you turned it on and off again?" response, mm-hmm. and I've I've ranted before about I'd like to be able to have a third level, third tier support button where I can go in and say, "Sorry, this is going to sound so arrogant, but I understand completely what the problem I'm having is, and I think I know what the solution is. Can you just try this?" And what you get back is, "Have you checked our FAQs?" yes completely and so i can i can see why you know you can't necessarily have the best of both worlds yeah. however i wonder whether it does take having worked in support myself i think i was all right at it software support i think you need to treat each caller differently yeah read between the lines and if there are hi so and so oh i'm not so good at this but could you help out then give them more of a yeah of course we'll help you out answer if there are tried this didn't work what do you reckon then maybe a how about this? Just, you know, read yeah. the room a little bit more. Yeah. And I, I think, I suppose, like you say, they're doing hundreds, if not thousands, of replies as a company a day. Mm. They're probably just, well, just got to get through it. I think they're sort of taking some steps to address that, more possibly. But um, I'll mention that in a sec. But Brixley, my, the web host that I use, are great with it. Yeah, yeah. I know, I hadn't heard them before. Sorry, who? Brixley. Okay. Um, Sounds I, like a character in a, <laughs> in a, um, a Lego film. Oh yeah, no. I was thinking more. Um, what was he called? Bertie Worcester. Uh, oh, what in Jeeves and Worcester? Jeeves and Worcester. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was PG, trying to think of the PG, PG Woodhouse or Wodehouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brixley. But uh, they, I hadn't heard of them before. But I was just doing because I was with SiteGround. I like them, but their pricing model. Once you, if you're running, kind of, they have a reseller account, but like it just. You're wearing SiteGround socks. I'm wearing SiteGround socks. But I really like them. But it just at some point, I just like the, the pricing structure just didn't work anymore because um, you you can have a reseller account, and the 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 level of hosting you get on that isn't quite enough. Like the, you've got to pay, you know, you you've got to pay extra for this. Like if um, at the time that I was using them, you've got to pay extra for backups, and. And there were two or three different tiers of backups. There was the kind of like the week, like a sort of periodic backups. They kind of, they, you know, you get more regular backups the more you pay. Um, and sort of you get the frustrating thing that like when you go on sort of their backup restoration tool, a lot of it's grayed out because you're like, you know, you have paid for this and you're just a bit like, I just mm. um, and so I was looking around and I found Brixley and they've got incredibly good reviews. And I did, I think it's a thing that you suggested, I did a bit of a, bit of a stress test of their support. Okay. I just asked loads of questions. What do you do for security? And what do you do for this? What, what your backup solution? Why have you chosen this particular thing? And what do you do for performance? And why have you chosen, why, why do you do it that way? And what about this? And can I do that? And can I do this? And, and like, why have you done this this way? And they just answered everything really. Oh, good. And I've seen other products. Are they quite small? Yes, I think so, yeah. I wonder if they're in their sort of small, good bubble. Yeah, because I've done that with other services, and they've just been like, look. Mm. Um, but anyway, but their their support is kind of like that. It starts very, quite often you send your report question in. I imagine somebody scans it, 
and then just ask the standard questions because that's quite often when I've explained it very carefully. My problem is with this site, it is this. Like I had some problems with SSH um, where it just wasn't, it was timing out because of, um, I'll finish this because I'm suddenly boring myself, but I was using <laughs> Deploy HQ and it wasn't like, and, and it wasn't getting through. It was a firewall problem in the end. I thought it was at the right. beginning. Your end. Yeah. Oh no, with their end because like okay. they hadn't whitelisted. Um, they hadn't whitelisted deploy HQ, and so just it just wasn't working. So I wasn't being you couldn't use it to deploy, which is kind of like a bit of a pain when you can't yeah. use deploy thing to deploy. And I thought that was it, but they kind of they sort of took me back to okay, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? But at some point, like during that, they will like I imagine like one of the senior techs kind of leaning over somebody's keyboard, leaning over yes. somebody and being like, oh, I'll take care of this, and like so it does happen. Um, so I think with Brixie, it's kind of the best of, it's not kind of the best of both worlds, but they will take you back a couple of steps and then, a, but you can get to like proper support quite quickly. Perch, they've got a big update coming, um, Perch 4, because we mentioned that we had Drew on, on our last episode and I think we we asked him about Perch 4 at the end and he was like oh, I don't know what you mean Perch 4? <laughs> possibly funny yeah um, so they, they've got a thing where they don't announce stuff until it's pretty much ready I think their thinking is that if they say hey this fantastic feature is going to come then people will be like okay I will wait for this fantastic feature to come why isn't this fantastic feature coming? Please, yeah. make, please give us a fantastic feature. Maybe Perch CMS is dead because this fantastic feature isn't coming. I'm gonna, I'm, you know, and I think they they get that sort of thing. It's the Apple lot. methodology, isn't it? Yeah, just release it on a day. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, but Perch Four is coming up, and they're changing their um, licensing, um, their pricing model, because it was amazing while it lasted, but just you pay fifty pounds plus VAT for a license. And you get free support forever, hmm. and free updates forever. Are they grandfathering in people that have done that? Um, I don't think so. So I think the up, I think the upgrade to four is going to be a paid one, which is fair enough because we've had updates from Perch two to Perch three for free. It depends whether they originally said you'll get updates for life. I think I guess they, they didn't. Otherwise, they're not. They've got problems, haven't they? I think they did for their for Perch three. Perch three's updates for like so whatever Perch three updates are going to happen, you'll get them. Oh, I not, see within a within a version. Yeah, but not with okay. Perch four. So you pay your you, so you pay for it. You get to keep it. Like you don't have it's not a subscription as such. Mm. But just after a year's gone by, you've got to pay for updates and for support, which is seems normal because as a business model, if you've paid fifty pounds for a Perch license, like two years ago then to still be getting support, sort of you can see from a business point of view how um, that maybe yeah. doesn't work for them. And plus no. with the Perch license, you can reuse it. So if you've, you, if you've bought it for a project and then that project is sort of wrapped up for some you reason, apply it to a different, you can apply it to a different one. So I see. Yeah. No, I can see why that was a little bit too um, generous. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, but they're changing. And I think there's some other sort of updates coming up there. Um, they are open source, not open sourcing, but they're opening up their docs, which is great. So you can, if you want to make yeah, changes, good. you can, you can do it through a pull request. Yeah, which good, is great. Yes. because I think just with everything they're trying to do, it's just difficult for them to keep on top of it. I've done that with Laravel, and um, it makes it. I use the docs more effectively, actually, almost knowing that I can, if they're not good enough, I can make a. A pull request or just ask. Yeah. I mean, I think it started because I said to someone, these docs are wrong. And they were like, 
you could always PR. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. It's a little bit like a kind of well, you know, this is this is an open source project. Yeah. Join in. Yeah. Get involved, and actually, I do. I do quite like that. Yeah. It works well. Yeah. I think particularly if, if it's a good project, the kind of project that attracts like enthusiasts in a way, then people are very eager to help. So it's good to take advantage of that. Well, not mm. to take advantage of that, to bring people in. So with Perch, there's a lot of people who are really into Perch, uh, but I think a lot of them have been just wondering what they're supposed to do, what their role is. Like we've got a Slack group where we help each other. Um, the forums have changed to a slightly more... Uh, where it just, it's a bit more conducive to people, to other developers helping each other. Whereas with the original forums, it was very much asking Perch HQ for support. Um, and because you get a very, because the, the approach is very kind of Spartan. I'd like to take that it was our, uh, it's our chat with Drew that made him do that. We said that. <laughs> Are people um, empowered to help other people? Yeah. And I think he was like, oh, we could probably do better. Yeah, because I, um, I think when they started it originally, the idea was that developers were going to build add-ons, yeah. and the add-ons that they built were just examples. But they were very good examples, and they worked really, really well. And I think if you want people to build add-ons, you've got to give them a good deal of support, and there's got to be a reason for them to build it and to share it. Yeah. And I don't think Perch really had that sort of infrastructure ready like there isn't a perch marketplace or anything like that or a perch like official add-ons well they're sort of it's like all the first party add-ons but no no there's no place for the third party add-ons to go but it's 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 good things i think there have been some complaints about change there's a bit of a who moved my cheese thing going on <laughs> with it yeah um but it seems like it's going to be a better thing the only thing i still scratch my head over with perch is their approach of not looking at other cms's to see what they do, they view it as a bit unethical. Mm. Views, like Drew said, it would be unethical for me to copy other other features. And I kind of, I think I admire that. I don't want to sound patronising, but I think I I admire that because you know he's he's obviously taken a stance on principle. But it seems like it would be routine to see what else is happening in the CMS world. And just to take a bit of inspiration, just to sort of get an idea of what other what what people are want mm. from their content management system. As an alternative to that, do they ask people what they want? I think they do, but again, the that's kind of a little bit opaque. Okay, because that that would be another way. Is if, if there's a feature that another popular CMS has got, but people still want to stick with Perch, or they'd like to try Perch, but this particular feature is just going to kill it. Yeah, for them, the move. Then being able to uh, request that. Yeah, and get some kind of response, you know, like there's a little plugin that I've been using for something, and the guy is brilliant the way he runs it. He seems to work in Indonesia and Australia. I think he's Australian, but he seems to spend a lot of time in Indonesia. I only know that because I emailed him last week saying how it was raining in Cheltenham, and he was like, "Oh, it's really hot here." Um, but he, um, oh, I digressed again. That's okay. He has a. A, a repo and he's got the list of what all the feature requests are and he keeps it really up to date what he's working on moves them up the list and yeah. then works through them so you, you if you stick a feature request on and he ex, he tags it as accepted you can be sure it's going to turn up yeah and that's enough for example with this particular project that's enough to buy the license on so yeah. the company that i've used it for they're going to buy the license i'm trying to talk them into buying the lifetime license so okay four hundred dollars very useful plugin, very useful thing. $400 for a lifetime license. But 
I've got enough confidence in him because of the way he manages his stuff to fork out four hundred dollars yeah. on it. You know, yeah. so it's it's good to know that the software you're using is not going to disappear in six months or a year. Yeah, very PHP much so. Storm had a problem with that, didn't they? I'm not saying they were bad, but PHP Storm people really wanted those updates, and I think it was a was it just one one man band I'm working not aware on it. PHP Storm. I'm aware of it, but I've never used it. Sublime? Sublime. Yes. I'm sorry, not PHP Storm. Sublime. Yeah. Do you remember that where you were waiting for an update? And he was like, I say he, I think he was a guy, guy that does yeah, it. I, yeah. I think he was like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's coming. And I think he did say a lot of times, I am just one person yes. doing it. I think yeah. I think he's had a little bit of help, but like there was a quite a long period like many months where you just didn't hear anything like you'd send in I think people would send in support requests and just hear nothing and I think he I think he um I think he responded just like dudes please uh. yeah like, um so you can understand it from, yeah. if you're just like a, a, a one person like outfit but at the same time I think you like people you can understand why people get a bit twitchy but I think people are, are can often be a bit too quick again with perch like Every time, like, there's an, if there's not an update for two or three months, people are like, it is dead, it is dead. <laughs> and then an update comes out, and they're like, oh, huzzah, it lives. And then, like, two or three months later, like, it is dead. And I imagine, sort of, from their point of view, it must get frustrating, because yeah. they push updates when they need them. And maybe we should think, oh, it's probably quite good that this doesn't need that many patches and things, so it's pretty mature, so it's, it's solid. But... They had a because Perch has an e-commerce thing, um, which is free again, which is pretty quite something. Um, and they had a Trello board with feature like requests on there and what they're working on, and it just seemed to it seemed to be used quite actively for quite a short period of time, and then it didn't. And so you go onto it and you're just like, oh, the last time this was touched, it seemed like it was months and months ago. Mm. So I think that sort of thing kind of. It undermines confidence. Probably better to not have that. Yeah, that's true. Rather than to dead. set it up yeah. and then just not use it, because I think it makes people twitchy. Even though it's sort of they have been working on stuff, but with with perch, it does seem like you know the you hear a key, you know you hear the key in the lock and the door, the you know the the castle doors swing open and then something kind of is paraded out and it's really great, but then the doors close again and you're just a bit like I can hear I can hear stuff going on behind there. What's going on? Um, but I think they're taking steps to address that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking. For, I still don't want to use it. <laughs> How come? Any any reason? I just don't see. A, I don't see um, where it fits in. Okay. I haven't got any problem with it. I just don't see where it fits in with um, what I would currently use. Maybe 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 a commercial job where for some reason they didn't want to buy a craft license. And I didn't want to build it as static, or I couldn't convince them. Okay. Because another little job I've done recently, well, you know I'm doing, I'm still doing it. It's taken me so long just to get it built, because I'm <laughs> doing it like a minute a day. But uh, your dear lady wife yeah. designed a site yeah. for me yeah. to build for a customer. Yeah. And I'm doing it flat as, a, as an exercise in learning BEM, sort of BEM CSS, or trying to teach myself that, <laughs> trying to use zero or very little JavaScript, um, and just do it really, really completely flat. Because the client, who's had a WordPress site for years, never updates the WordPress site and always asks me to do the updates. So when it came to quoting for this one, I didn't build the old site, but I'd be maintaining it for them. When it came to building this one, I said, 
as I do the updates anyway, mind if I build this much faster, uh, that, that will end up in a much, much quicker site and much more accessible um, than, than the original site. And you still just asked me to do the updates anyway. Yeah. Kind of, uh, technically, you won't be able to do the updates, but you didn't anyway. And they were fine with that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Didn't really care about the details, you know? Mm. Oh, we need a WordPress site is, is something that people say, and then most of them don't, don't you think? We've oh, talked yeah, about yeah. that before. Well, yeah, I or, think, oh, we need a CMS. Sorry, not WordPress. Oh, yeah. we need a CMS yeah. is, is quite often not the case. I think it's the same with any project yeah. that you haven't done. If somebody had to put central heating in, you probably go to your plumber and say, right, I need this and this and this because I've read it on a thing on the internet. Yeah. And your plumber, your plumber probably rolls their eyes and is like, no, no, this, no. this is what you no, actually no, no, need. No. I think it was like, you know, everything, yeah. like you go to the mechanics or anybody that does anything vaguely technical, we probably all have ideas that make them kind of face palm. Mm. So. so if I didn't, if I, um, if something didn't fit being built flat like that or it didn't it wasn't big enough for say craft or see or laravel then i might i just haven't come across that project yet it's weird i think like a lot of perch developers have this kind of perch zeal i think because oh, i hadn't it, noticed yeah yeah but a lot of perch developers are re- <laughs> i missed that well this is this is a perch episode isn't it well, yeah yeah because it just it 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 it's it, you were saying about craft it doesn't it's not very opinionated with perch it's it's that to, not to an extreme degree but it but it isn't at all you just build your own way because perch was originally developed to just slot into a flat site to make it content mm. manageable mm. and it still has that kind of simplicity it just doesn't really it really doesn't get in your way like when you're when you're designing um when you're building perch templates it's html and a bit of PHP and JavaScript when you need it. So there's no kind of, you know, there is some internal syntax, but it's quite simple. And it's very similar to PHP. So if you know PHP, or even just like a little sprinkling of PHP, you can, it's reasonably simple to kind of, to, to figure out what you need to do. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just really, really nice and easy to use. And there is a slightly more weighty, there's two versions, so you can have the perch. Like Runway the, as well. Yeah, yeah. So where you can, instead of building, I think one of the things with that, instead of building actual, well, not physical, building a page, the pages are references to, to data in the database. So it kind of leverages using a database quite, quite well. And it just kind of, again, it just kind of means that when you're looking at your files, they're all quite, it's all quite. It's just tidy. It's a very neat system to use. So, I but I think it's one of these things where um, I'm just trying to think of an example when somebody comes across a thing and they're just like, "Why isn't everybody using it?" And it's a bit. Do you know what we are? Do you know what perch people are? We are the vegans of web development. Mm. I mean, oh right. We are. You know what they say about how do you yeah. know if somebody's vegan? Yeah, yeah, they'll tell you. Yeah. I, maybe we are the vegans of web development. Maybe we think maybe now we use Perch. We have to tell everybody that they should use Perch, and Perch is brilliant. Maybe that's not bad. Yeah, I think I don't think you're allowed to make jokes about vegans in 2019. I can. I've noticed it's. Um... Well, I think there's um, some take it very seriously, mm. and some don't. I think the ones that take it very seriously tend to be the ones that um, maybe are the most visible. Yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. just going to post a picture of you um, monologuing about Perch. How do you spell monologuing? Um, I don't know. Monologue. 
If you if you put ing on the end of something, do you use the e if it ends in an e? Some I don't I don't know. Like, oh, my ask, lord. Should ask Kate. She's the one with the English ing. degree. Mono. <laughs> Sorry, you carry on. While I'm. I was going to ask you because I'm on. Oh, yeah. On we're we're gonna like this is supposed to be a brief <laughs> a brief sort of roundup of what we're doing, and it's turned into we want to veganism for some reason. Um. On the show note list of things to talk about, upping your rates and early mornings are the thing that you put on. So you are... Yeah. You're charging more money? Yeah. At the end of last year, an old, a sort of colleague of mine who does some side side work for another company uh, said to me, I, I'm, I don't know whether they decided to just stop or were asked to stop, whatever. They just said, basically, I'm not doing this work anymore. Do you want it? And... Um, can you and make sure you bill it at x amount mm. and i thought wow okay that's a, that's a little bit more than i charge them usually this is hourly because yeah. i still haven't broken three from hourly billing because i like it anyway yeah. um and then that kind of meant i know this sounds really weird but it sort of messed up my um my billing a little bit whereby if i was doing work for this company i was earning like 20% more than doing work for another client. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want the feeling of, I'm going to prioritize that company because they pay me more. Because that feels ethically wrong. You know, I take on a job from someone and then because I've done them a bit of a gif, I've done them a bit of a, I'm doing it cheaper, Mm -hmm. I actually don't put as much effort into it. Mm -hmm. Not because I'm like, hey, I want money. It's just that, you know, if there's a bill coming in and you know, and I'm like, I've got to get this billed that company B is going to make you more money than company A. So what I thought was I'd better put my rates up and I tested the water and people didn't have a problem with it. Nobody had a problem. No one had a problem with it. Interesting. The only company that had a little bit of a problem is a company that I do some contract work for. They didn't really have a problem. It's just that I already contract. I do something like 16 hours or 24 hours, depending on what we're currently doing for them a month. So it put their bill up quite a bit in a lump, but I still give them a bit of a discount. But it's just like I upped the discount as well. Uh, I don't mean up the discount. Sorry, I I changed the tier so they okay. get a discount. So so in real terms, you, but it's, you're still billing uh, them uh, more. I'm still billing terms. them more, okay. and um, I've kind of got it's a bit convoluted, but I've got basically three rates. Okay, I've got. Um, I even I'm confused now. I can't remember why I've got the third one. I've got oh, that's the idea. If someone if someone this is if someone contracts me for a month for has like an agreement for more than a day's work every month, I give them a slightly reduced rate. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and then I have like a standard rate. Yeah. And then I have a hassle rate. Yeah. And they're only a few quid apart per hour. Yeah. But they're and it's working. Yeah, I mean, I, I one day I might just get to one flat rate. A hassle rate is a good is kind of a good idea, isn't it? Because I think with pricing, we don't want to be. Um, um, I think you sometimes you want to not feel grabby yes. with the way that you price. However, it does translate to time away from your friends and your family. If you've got to work more hours to support yourself, yeah, then it, it is your time, and I think you know you shouldn't feel bad about wanting to spend your time doing that kind of stuff particularly if you've got you know you've got you've got a family and well you know not that that means that people who don't have families don't have the same kind of you know don't have the right to sort of charge more money but i think you if you have priorities in your life you just want to be able to attend to them and 
you know, if you just want to be able to sort of take, go and take a walk in the woods and smother flowers and look at the clouds a bit, I think, you know, you, it's fine to charge a bit more money just to have a, just to have like a good, you know, it becomes a bit of um, a quality of life issue sometimes. If, yeah. And like we discussed with Perch, if you lowball your pricing, you can end up getting yourself into, into a problem. Into trouble. There's yeah. a, uh, I don't bring him up, him up quite a lot, but a builder that we had that did a lot of work for us. He's great. But would always lowball his prices, and would always end up working really well at the beginning, but then just leaving projects unfinished towards the end. Mm. And I think because people knew that he'd wasn't charging very much, they'd kind of let it go. So there's quite a few people who he's done work for who've just had to finish off stuff themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a there's somebody I know who he'd bought a conservatory for. Really good, really good quality work. But he's left like half of it unrendered, and the person who's sort of, he built the built the conservatory for for was just like, well, you know, charged me like probably about a third of what somebody else would charge, so it's it's fine. Okay. But he um because he came round and did work for us, and we were just like, you've got to charge us more for this. Like that's way too low, and we'd sort of have to cajole him to charge more. Mm. And, we, and he would a bit, but like in the end, you just felt like oh, I just you know he seems uncomfortable with this, but. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So yeah, charging more. Charging and more. Early mornings. Early mornings. Um, I needed to fill the gap lost with the option to sometimes work late or sometimes work really early or, or just work flexibly. Once um, baby, once Eleanor came along, there were certain things like just the way we worked it out. I I, I tend to always get her up in the morning. You know. Well, Jem, whatever, gets ready. Mm-hmm. So, and she starts to stir from seven o'clock onwards. So, if I'm like, "Hey, I'm just going to get up early," I'll just do it a little bit early and do some work. Sometimes I'd kind of be tiptoeing out the house, and I'd hear her stir. Mm-hmm. And you've got a few minutes. Sometimes she'll talk for half an hour, but to herself, chat. But sometimes you've got a few minutes before she's crying. Mm-hmm. So, oh. so I thought, no, I'm just going to really hit this so i started setting my alarm for not not absolutely every day but for the last if it's only for the last couple of weeks but i've been starting to set my alarm for around sort of five five thirty and try and get up and just have a quick shower and get do and i've been managing to do about an hour or an hour and a half's work every morning before coming in so you're the first up in the household yeah and i get up um and come out and i that's the other thing i've actually come out and i go down to the office so i sit in there and i set myself a reminder at 7 15 or so Four seven fifteen to say basically go in <laughs> go in the house and then by that time baby's stirring Jim's in the shower I can get some stuff together it, it's working quite well I think because it means that I'm not sat in the morning trying to spend some time with Eleanor thinking oh work 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 I've actually gone and answered some emails really early or finished off that thing that was niggly the night before that was the other thing is I used to Jen would like FaceTime me to say, "Oh, dinner's like ready." Or Eleanor FaceTimes me actually and goes, "Ah," and it's, it's, she <laughs> means dinner's so ready. Adorable. And um, I go in for dinner, but because it's sometimes it's quite a set time, sometimes I'll be a bit late. But that's annoying because they're sat there waiting for me. Yeah. So what I tend to do now is try and just go in, and I used to then return back out. Well, inevitably I'd then stay, and I'd be back out here until seven o'clock. So now it doesn't matter so much. I can just go in at five thirty and not come out for the rest of the evening. Yeah. And then in the morning, finish off that thing. Yeah, it's trying to it's trying to make it work without. I don't know. It's working so far, but it's, I am shattered because I haven't yet started going to bed early enough. Yeah, I need to go to bed earlier now because 
if I'm going to bed still at, say, getting to sleep by sort of 11, half 11 and waking up at five. That's not much time. That's not enough for me. Yeah. But we'll see, you know, next um, next year when we do our next podcast, <laughs> you can ask me how it's going. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just like the, a thin husk of a man, whilst you're just like curled up in your, <laughs> curled up on the floor. Yeah. Having a snooze. No, I think it's, I think it's, um, no, I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's working for you. You seem to be kind so. of finessing your work routines and stuff, so. Like sometimes it can feel good to sort of like try and get control of it because sometimes you can feel like your work controls you. Oh yeah, and it's nice to get to a place where you feel like you can control it a bit more. I guess like as a yes. as a freelancer, I suppose if when things are working well, that's one of the nice things is hopefully you get a more you get a more of a measure of control over your work than you would do possibly if you're working for someone else and. Were you having that conversation with Ben in that Slack group, Ben Brignall, about the hard stop? Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I've meant, used that a couple of times it. now. It's useful. Do you want to explain what Well, that the is? idea was that he, he said a few things at work where he's, he's got a couple of kids and um, like most of us, we're, we are struggling a bit with work-life balance. Mm. So he was trying to set a precedent with the companies he's contracting for or working for. I'm not sure if he's contracting or employed at the moment. Whatever. He's had a bit of a problem sometimes with them saying, "Oh, can you just stay and do this, or can you just do that, or we just..." And he he says he kind of deploys the phrase and has had no quibble with it so far. Someone will say to him, "Oh, can you just look at these things before you go?" He'll say, "Oh yeah, sure, but I've got, I've got a hard stop at five thirty. and they're like, "Cause it sounds a bit marketingy, speaky." They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure, cool." So he's like, oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I can look at that, but I've got a hard stop at six today, or I've got a hard stop at five for whatever reason. Then he's like, people don't question it. And I've done it with a company who I've been, this one I've taken over some contract work for, the old person that I took it over from worked full time in a day and then he, they did all, he did all his contract work late at night up through to the early hours of the morning. Mm. I'm a, I start early and I finish sometimes at say 4.30 or 5. And they struggled a bit to get used to that. So they'll Skype me at like 9 at night. How you get on with that thing? Really, really. And right. I just, and I've just, they, sc- oh, they Skype, what, messi- they- Skype message, okay, or right, I've had a few missed calls, but they'll Skype message because they use Skype quite a lot. A few missed calls at what time? Like at that time at night? Uh, Friday, last Friday night, one at 10.30 on Friday night. They just phone. No, it was only a message. Okay. But it's, uh, can I have that link that you have, basically how have you got on today? Mm. How you getting on? And, uh, and I just didn't respond because of, well, I'm trying to set the precedent. And, and in a conference call thing, well, Skype, three of us last week one of them said oh you um you don't work like so and so do you you work in the daytime you work like normal working hours <laughs> yeah like, yes yeah absolutely do yeah so part of the reason for trying to get up early and do this is that if i'm going to set that as a goal i've actually got to be working in those times because people have got a bit used to well ben will look at it when he can in the past and now it's like well ben will look at it but it will only be between this time and this time Unless it's an emergency. All the people I work for know, because I do a lot of service support, all of them know that if their server goes down on a Sunday afternoon, I'll do. If I'll try and stop everything and work on it. But is that is but that that when that happens, is that something that is like in your jurisdiction as such? Depends who the client is. Some of them are there's there's contracts support contracts in place with hosting providers, where I'll just channel the problem to them. Is that what you mean? Do I? Yeah, like, like you know, are you the are you the person whose responsibility it is to fix that for a few? The, yeah, yeah, for a few companies. I mean, maybe not the responsibility to fix it, but the person they would they would contact if it went sure. down. Yes, yes, yes. And then I'd say, okay, I can fix it, or I can't fix that, but I've logged a call with so and so who can, and they'll yeah. be contacting you. 
Or, sorry, today I can't. You know, I'm yeah. on holiday. I'm just asking because you used to, like, you used to actually host sites for clients and you stopped doing that because it turned into a bit of a support nightmare. Yeah, it was the, well, it was the fact I actually had to sometimes end up rebuilding a server whilst away on a holiday. Um, and it just, uh, that's another thing that just went out the window as soon yeah. as sort of marriage and babies. Yeah. Uh, that was, um, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that seems sensible. Because you're no. expecting your other a significant. I was going to say significant others, but you're you're expecting your your family to also drop what they were doing while you yeah. disappear off and. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Okay. But 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 anyway. But so it's working for you trying to kind of just train clients is the no. I guess that's yeah. Well, and myself yeah. and train train myself and my clients. Yeah, it sounds a bit patronising, but that's fair enough. It's all right. Yeah, you are. You are. You do have to train them if you've if you've badly trained them. Yeah. If you've told them you answer emails in the mid, in the middle of the night, then they're gonna just that's it. Contact yeah. you in the middle yeah. of the night, aren't they? Yeah. Because sometimes sometimes I've found that people will write an email, and you know they're they're writing at nine o'clock because they're just they've got a f- bit of time to write it, and they don't always expect you to answer it at that point. I've got a sub. I've got a signature for that. Oh, sorry. Go on. No. Well, I've got a signature that says. Um, someone else did it and I saw it and I copied it because you know in well I use G Suite Gmail but you can select different signatures you've got your standard one but you can select different ones and one of them says I'm writing this email now because it was convenient convenient for me to do so uh, okay. but I don't in any way respect That's, expect a reply okay and does that work so people not not replied I've just used it to people that I don't want them to get the idea that I normally work that time or I don't want them to feel pressured because people do with things like I use that a lot well a few times with other when I'm working with other developers or designers and I'm working on something. Like, there's a couple of times, I think, one or twi- once or twice a weekend, I think I might have emailed Kate about that design job. And I wouldn't want her to think, Ben needs an answer now. Because if it's Sunday, of course I don't. But she might think, Ben needs an answer now, and then feel pressured, and then it just ruins mm. someone else's Sunday. Mm. You know? Mm. So, And I think sometimes if, if somebody does, if somebody like emails you and they do want an answer, if you reply to them, they just think, oh, it's fine for me to email this person at this time or for me to call a person at... Because I've had that... Um, there's one client um, that I've got who's really nice and we chat. Like, I was on a call with him yesterday and we were on the we were on the phone for like 40... You know, he had a the actual thing that he wanted to talk about could have taken five minutes, but we chatted for like 40 minutes. Um, and so it kind of gets into that that part where you have a bit of a rapport with somebody that you're working with. Mm. Um, and so he'll send me something on WhatsApp, but like, uh, you know, on a Friday night or Saturday, or like you, I do occasionally get the odd missed call because he, I think he's just, I think he just doesn't think, oh, it's, mm. it's you know, for him, like the work day is whenever, whenever he decides it is. Um, no, not in, a, not in a kind of in an aggressive way. Yeah. But I think like you said, he's just like, oh, I've got half an hour on a Saturday. I'm just going to, give him a quick call um and so what i do with him because we had a we had a chat he's doing um one of the things they're doing is a security audit and i was just talking him through some some stuff that i use and so i was sending him an email um sort of last night at like sort of quarter to 10 but i defer it to send in the morning so mm. i do that all the time so with with google you can have a send later thing so i had it go at eight o'clock this morning i've only noticed that recently because it was yeah. in labs for a while but it's yeah. there's, they've um, rolled it out publicly haven't they there's a there's um um an extension called boomerang where you could do that 
a way you could you could, you schedule, could, that, you could yeah. schedule it in and also it's kind of quite useful because you can do automatic it will give you a little nudge if somebody hasn't replied or somebody sent you an email and you haven't replied it will kind of give you a bit of a hey do you need to reply to this mm. but i always do that and i find like times if i don't if i don't click the click the send thing and because there's a little drop down mm. on the send button, yes and if i click it in the wrong place and I don't see that I've clicked it in the wrong place because I've got um, I've got the undo feature set. So if you send it, you can you've got like I think about five seconds, four seconds. In the long, you can you can change how long, how much time. I think you can I think you? it go, can, I think it can go up to thirty seconds. Oh, I needed that the other day and I missed it. Yeah, I just, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like embarrassing. I think it was just a I um <laughs> hadn't finished typing. I did one of those things where I ended up I don't know tabbing to the wrong place and sent it, and I was like, oh, fat fingers. You know, it was just, and I, I thought if that was a bit longer, I would have caught that. I think you can do that to 30 oh, seconds. Because I've, I've got quite a long one That's set. Good. Because quite often I get a bit of like, I send it and then I'm like, oh. Something else I just thought, if, if anyone is actually listening to this and finding any of this useful in terms of, not us just waffling, but in terms of managing themselves and clients. Um, when some people have contacted me at the weekend and it is about something urgent, depending on the client, sometimes I will just ignore it. And then get back to them Monday morning and say, "Okay, I'm going to do this first thing now." But if they're if I know they're the kind of person that's going to be looking at their what their clock, their phone on Sunday morning or Saturday night, I'll message them back straight away and say, "Okay, I've set a reminder to look at this first thing Monday morning because I would have forgotten by then." Have a good weekend. So it, actually, that maybe that's a bit passive aggressive, but basically, I'm just setting my no, I I'm don't. setting my sort of stall out, saying, "Okay, got it, logged it." Um, this will be fixed as my first priority Monday. Maybe that's what somebody's trying to do. Maybe they're just trying to get put themselves at the top of the pile. Yeah, they might do. And it kind of works because yeah. I think, so. yeah, it might be. Well, I don't know. Yeah, there, there are some people that are trying to get you to do it then. But it depends right. what it is. And some of the things will get dealt with then. Yeah. You can th- gauge, can't you, when something's a text change and it's it's a it's a comma to a full stop. Yeah. And it's not in- important, but they've, you know, you can gauge. Yeah. Whether it's important or not. Yeah. Yeah, but a hard stop is quite a useful. Hard stop, yeah. I've not, Thanks, I've not, ben. I've not yeah, used that. I've used it, but uh, I'm going to try it. Works. I'm going to try it next time I get a tax bill. I've got a hard stop on paying this tax bill. <laughs> <laughs> so the next we, podcast um, will be from prison. We're at. Well, we're quite far. We we spent quite a long time talking. Let's talk about um, the important thing we're going to talk about. What's that? We. Oh wait, there was none of that was important. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, it's been a long time since I, this happens if we haven't recorded for a long time. Yeah, I think we've we got a, a lot of stuff that we've. I find just as I'm sort of, you know, just, you know, gadding around, I think, oh, this is an interesting subject for the podcast, or I want to mention that. And so you just have a bit of a backlog. Yeah. This is a catch up chat that, that people are actually. Yeah, just, it's not a perch episode, actually. It's no, a catch up chat. It's a catch up chat, but, you know, everyone loves perch, right? Um, but we. We don't record that. We don't record that often at the moment because of work pressure and time to finding time to work. Because you're going to have to get back to work right away once we finish. Yeah, and I'm going to have to get back to work right away once we finished. Um, so that that is the that's the issue, um, and we don't want to necessarily have ourselves be a product that people buy, I suppose. And we've never been very comfortable with the idea of advertising. We've kind of had a bit of a I know we've sort of teased about sort of getting sponsors and things like that, but then mm. I think some. I think if you if your podcast that has a certain listenership, you get more control over who you have. But if you're, we're kind of probably sort of middleweight, 
sort of um you know middleweight podcast sort of thing so we get we do get inquiries from um from sponsors but it's usually mattresses and, and, <laughs> yeah. and razors and things like that which is fine mm. if you're that kind of podcast but we're we're kind of not particularly not razors um so we've just been thinking about how we can because we both have beards because we both have beards. fine okay just thinking <laughs> if that's what you reference just there well yeah exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. um <laughs> there's a there's a local sort of toiletry shop or what is it um there's the um savers and whenever i go in there like uh they they've usually got a promotion mm. and it's usually gillette razors mm. and they're usually kind of like like some gillette razors i'm like no of course not um anyway um so to cut a long story short we have a patreon so we only have the one tier at the moment. We've got the one dollar tier, and we have we have one single Patreon. Yes, it's Richard Rogers, our solo yes. Patreon. So thank you, Richard. Um, and the idea behind it is that we want to have enough coming in so we can spend what a day or two, maybe a month, maybe one day, or yeah. a good part of a day, sort of a month, recording an episode because we've recorded a couple in a day before, haven't we? Yeah. And that's kind of easy to do. And I think in terms of if we had a day, you could probably record a couple and edit them. Probably edit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because that's what we're aiming for is yeah, one. Yeah, record cap- two and edit two in a day. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. We're, we, that's what we'd like to do to have two a week. We tried doing one a week and it just was a bit mm. unfeasible. Um, Are you going to talk about the tiers a bit more? We, yes. Okay, fine. Um, so at the moment we've just got the one dollar tier, which is the kind of like the thank you very much sort of tier. And the way Patreon works is once that's effectively once a month. Yes. But when you're doing it, you can say this is a one-off. You can, yeah. Fine, okay. So if you're just saying, hey, do you know what I love? Mark's voice, and I want to give him three dollars. I think you can, can't you? I think you can. Yeah. Or does it have to be a pay? No, maybe I want to give him one dollar, but only once. But and I think I think you can make one-off sort of um, right. donations as well. Um, but also how it works is you can set up tiers um, and members get benefits. Um, so <laughs> we're still working on those. But what we've what we've come up with so far is Back having <laughs> little dance, just some some validation. Maybe yeah. we'll come over and we'll attend to your herbaceous borders. If that's, you know, that's, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll do a bit a little bit of gardening. Yeah, um, if you need a couple, got a couple of loose roof tiles, we'll come and sort that out. Walk your dog. Oh yes, we were. Yeah, in fact, we'll probably pay you we'll to do that. You to, we'll <laughs> yeah. probably pay you to do that. Um, and we'll make you a really, really good cup of tea. Milk in first. Yeah. Just as Andy Bell tells us to do it. Yeah. Um, but first tier it might be um, early episode release. So what happens is when we record, I usually get sent a like the first like listen of the episode from you, mm. um, which is the first edited version. So what we might do is have. Um, have that happen so you can kind of get the the first the first edited version and you can get it early. So that might be tier number one. Yeah? What do you think about that? You I think you've got to drive this because you're enthusiastic as a person. So I'm a bit like, <laughs> why would anyone want to but I feel like that about the whole podcast. Oh okay. what I mean it's not in a but I'm like, what? Yeah. How many listeners? Yeah, yeah. So um you've got to because you're right. Like with stuff you've done on social media, you're right. I'm just like, what? Who wants to follow us? Who wants to do this? Who wants to so yeah, you 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 be you, Mark. Okay, <laughs> you I'm, do you. I'm just going to climb on top of my horse. Um, <laughs> and the other tier, 
which is like um, what well, I'm taking the lead, not the lead for ideas from other podcasts that I listen to, mm. particularly um, the text message or text message, text message yeah. podcast, because they do quite well with their Patreon. And that's one that I listen to. Um, they have a, we, we don't really have the, the wherewithal to do a live broadcast because, and because our recording times are so sporadic, that probably wouldn't work um, because we tend to arrange to record, not, you know, reasonably last minute, don't we? Yeah. Um, but what we were thinking about doing is do is releasing a full unedited episode. So from the moment that we stand up before the intro, um, when we have guests on, like quite often we'll have like a bit of a pre-podcast chat with the guest and we'll phone them up and they'll just come on the line and we'll have a bit of a chat with them. So we'll include that outtakes. Um, it's not kind of, you know... Um, it's not sort of Will Ferrell sort of like comedy outtakes, but it's just kind of get a peek into sort of the process, like how it works sort of behind the scenes, um, and sort of what we talk about once we finish recording. So it would be a it would be a beginning to end, yeah, full thing. So and we we sort of make those tiers slightly more pricey, but at the back of my mind, the the kind of what we're looking for in terms of it feels weird asking for money, but I guess. But what we're looking for is to be able to cover maybe a day or a good part of a day a month so yeah. we can actually take the time out to record. Because we'd like to do this more often and we've got ideas about people we'd like to talk to and episodes we'd like to... We might have to make it more more actually useful. <laughs> yeah. But I think we could if we are talking to people. Like, for instance, we've got a couple of ideas for podcasts we want to do in the future. Um, there's a lot going on with um, with Microsoft Edge browser. Um, some of the people who are working on that seem to be willing to talk. Um, so we'd like to have somebody on from from the team. Um, some of the products that we, we, we use and you use, it's quite gratifying just how available people can be to speak to us about stuff. Mm. So we can have people like that on. I mean, we've had, Drew, you know, again, back to Perch, we've had Drew on, we've had Rachel Andrew on. Um, and we think that's been quite useful, like the things that they've talked about, particularly... Like, you know, the yeah. Rachel Andrew episode was really interesting and having Chris Coyer on was interesting. Having Andy, who kind of is, you know, is is very good at JavaScript and sort of is kind of very involved in, you know, he's he's kind of a bit of a mover and a shaker in the web development world. Um, so it's, you know, we do have access to people who yeah have interesting things to say. And so we'd like to make it a bit more useful and not just mm. ramble on about you know, stuff that we've done at the end of the garden. Although we find that interesting. Yes. But we'll 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 probably um, talk a bit more about that on our social media. Um, and when we've got something a bit more substantial set up, we might sort of do a short podcast maybe. I'm just thinking on, on my feet, a short podcast. Maybe a supplementary one. Yeah, just to explain yeah. sort of what it is. But we're going to try not to be too... We're going to try not to sort of like, you know, rattle our collection tin at you too much oh yeah no that would uh-uh. I'd, i think <laughs> yeah. i'd try and attempt to veto that yeah well, not, yeah we yeah. wouldn't do that because we don't like that but it's just like the the idea is that we'd like to record more we record about as often as we can i need to fill over <laughs> did you see that <laughs> see this is the kind of um slick professionalism that you have access I to i tried to stand on my toes <laughs> on my Oh, it doesn't matter. But anyway, I tried to... I nearly fell over. Carry on. See, if we if we ever set up a live video broadcast, which might be um, which we might do in the future, that is the kind of... 
that is the kind of content you'll get to see. You'll get yeah. to see Ben nearly fall over. But, yeah. And you'll get to see the face that he pulled. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's I nearly fell over face is quite a thing to behold. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so beautiful. Okay, but anyway, that's our Patreon. Um, we will give you some more information. But What moment. is our Patreon address? Um, oh, am I going to mouth say it? It's just search for Relative Paths Patreon. Okay. And I think that'll, that'll bring you to it, but we'll put it in the show notes and we will tweet it. www.gimmedagash.com <laughs> Okay, anything you want to say about Patreon? No. Anything else? No, anything you. you want to say well, about... Then. Anything else you want to say about anything else? No. Should we do a jukebox? Yeah. Yay. Hold, hold the, hold the press. Um, we, we realised that we rambled a bit, so we normally do a tool star, but we'll do a very truncated tool star. We'll do a tool star teaser for another episode. Um, things are happening in the browser world, so there is Microsoft Edge Chromium because Microsoft Edge nobody used it really, and there's some concern about browser turning into a bit of a Google ruled monoculture and Microsoft Edge uh, have moved their browser over to Chromium or they've got a development one out at the moment and we were going to talk about that sort of what's going on with that they forked Chromium but are still contributing directly to Chromium they are yeah so far so good looks really good I think I think yeah I'm using the dev one as my default and it works really well apart from the fact that the only niggle this tiny little niggle is if you have dark mode on your OS then you get dark mode on your browser but it's still in development but I've just got dark mode and I don't like dark mode on the browser boohoo but you can turn it off per only app you, can't you no you can turn it off oh, you can only turn it off in the OS so if you turn off you, you turn off dark mode then oh I don't think I don't think you can but I will investigate it's per, per app in most Mac OS ones okay but not in um, no I think because it's still oh, okay. um, it's still on the dev channel so the Mac, the Mac OS um, edges are now available as well. They yeah. were leaked a while ago. Yes. But they're actually officially available now. And last week, I think, earlier this week, the dev channel as well, not just the Canary, not just the Nightly. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that they're still using Canary, which is, well, because it's like Chromium. They're using, they're using the same name. It's fairly yeah. descriptive, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's great. Um, I'm running it on my phone. Me too. iOS, just having a look. Okay. What are you running on? Then? I'm running Your on Android. Android. Yeah. yeah. Android and Windows, and you're on and iOS, on, and, uh, iOS. iOS. And uh, yeah, it's it's good. I like it. I'd like to be able to turn off the feature to send to Windows. The iOS Safari has got a kind of, you know, when you when I browse and I'm on the same network as my MacBook, it'll pop up saying, do you want to carry on browsing on your... Well, they've got that feature for Windows, but it's irrelevant for me. It doesn't, it doesn't, work, it doesn't work terribly well. No? Okay. It, it's a bit... It, what I found, I mean, it might be something that I'm doing, but I find it's a bit sporadic. It could be, I don't use the Safari one. Mm-hmm. So it might just be a user thing. It might be one of those features that you find that there's a whole subset of people that walk into a room and carry on browsing on a new device. <laughs> and it's like, move oh, wow. Move from screen to screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just not something I do. So, yeah. And I'd rather there wasn't a button which is Windows related That's when I don't use Windows. But yeah. it might be that I've misunderstood and it might be because what I'm not using it is on the, the desktop. I'm only using it on the phone. It might be that if I've got it installed on the desktop, it allows me still to oh, this is the sort of thing I should test without being live talking about it. Well, we don't... It's, it's still in development, isn't yeah. it? So it's still... It's, it's like, good. I think it's a great move. Yeah. Well, should we talk about this more exhaustively in another episode? Because this is quite the rabbit hole to go down. And yeah, I'd it is. Like right. to, I'd like to speak to somebody on the on the Chrome, the, 
the Microsoft Edge Chromium team mm. um, to sort of just get an idea of where it's at and what you know, what influenced me. There's a really interesting Verge article on it that I was going to quote from if we hadn't rambled so much, but I'll stick it in the show notes. But I think they had some access to thinking and sort of like at the, at the higher levels of Microsoft, like why they decided to make this decision. So I'll okay. pop it in the show notes. But yeah. Okay, good. Let's jukebox. Okay, yes. Back. Jukebox. I haven't been listening to a massive amount of music lately, so it was a bit funny trying to find something. Well, I have, I've been listening to some more podcasts. Then, working. Yeah, and then also just listening to um, SoundCloud's Deep Electronica podcast, um, but that's often, like I say, an ambient mix. Mm-hmm. So it's not individual tracks. So discovering new music is not something I've been doing lately. Do you listen to that? Way? Do you find that not distracting whilst you're working? No, it's fine. I think it's pretty good. It's it's probably a good go-to straight away for non-distracting stuff. Is, okay. Yeah. Um, what did I say it was called? The Deep Electronica. Deep Electronic podcast on yeah. SoundCloud. But um, I had a look through trying to think of stuff, and there was a couple of things that I could that I wanted to put on, but I couldn't find them on on Spotify, which is annoying. But a mate of mine who's he got me into Orbital, mm-hmm. and I got him into if you could say like we we used to swap music when we were fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, a bit older, and I, I kind of introduced him to Mass Attack apparently, and he introduced me to Orbital, and you know so we're into similar stuff. He mm-hmm. messaged me on Twitter pretty much out of the blue about two years ago saying Agnes Obel reckon you'll like her work just just yeah it was pretty okay. we hardly talk it's not any good reason it's just he moved to Canada and I just go we just lost touch mm. and I checked and it is because I've got a bit of a thing which I don't think I've ever really talked about on here but I, I got a bit not even a guilty pleasure but I just do sometimes like um, female vocalist and instrument so I, I, I've got quite a soft spot for say people in the past like Beth Orton mm-hmm. Suzanne Vega um, daughter, some of the stuff, but oh, yeah. I mean, I like it, but you know, it's you listen to a daughter album, you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna listen to this one song at a time <laughs> mixed with others. Um, Agnes Obel, Danish, I think, folk singer basically, but kind of modern folk, and um, yeah, nice stuff. But this particular track is a remix, and it's a remix by a couple of other Danish DJs. And I think it feels to me like um, some Masataki stuff, some of the beats and some of the speed that it's going at. It's it's like a mix of two different sides of the music I like, and it works really well together. Mm. And I, it's going to have to go on the alternate playlist because it is there are lyrics, mm. so it's you know it it's going to be distracting. But um, I like it. You've had a little listen, like haven't it. you? Yeah. What do you I think? Like it. Yeah, it's kind of it's my sort of thing. I've got. A, I thought it was a bit like your I, sort of thing, the folky side of it. I, I tilt where I tilt much further into the folky side of things than but, I do usually. Yeah, you do. It's more your sort of thing, actually. But I've got like I. But I like that idea of like a female vocalist with like a, with a single instrument. Mm. Um, like harp, harp, dad. <laughs> What's her name? Joanna, Joanna Newsom. Although a lot of her stuff is kind of on a, on a newer albums. There, there's quite big arrangements. Oh, is it? Right? And even yeah, a, a lot of her albums. Bigger are, harp. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's massive. <laughs> <laughs> they layer onto it like from a crane. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the tracks are so long. It takes like about a minute to get from string to string. Um, it's quite a piece of metal image. Um, should we have a clip of your? Yeah, okay. Mm. 
Restful. I like it. Um, I went to a gig, me and Kate went to a gig for the first time in ages. Um, there's an American female folk singer called Diane Cluck, who just came across randomly, I know, came across randomly on um, on Spotify. Just like, it just, it just popped, one of her tracks popped up as a recommend after listening to something else. Just love it, just absolutely great. And we went to, went to the gig in Oxford, um, Fusion Arts Centre, probably about sort of 30 or 40 people there. And she's kind of, you know some people, their voice is so good, it almost seems a bit superhuman. Mm. She, like, because she, she, like, when you hear her live, she's she's really, she's like, when you listen to her tracks, they're really good to listen to. But when you hear her live, she's just got this, this unusual quality about her voice. It's just, it was quite, it was quite spellbinding. But there were, there were a couple of other, um, there's a support act, because you were just saying about having a female vocalist by themselves with an instrument. There's a support act, somebody called Faith Elliott, and it was just her on a guitar. Again, really good. And I've listened to some of her stuff on Spotify, and some of the songs she was just singing just with a guitar. She's got an arrangement, and I don't like the Spotify version as much as the live version, because there's just a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. But there's kind of there's something quite pleasing about that. Yeah. How folky is the alt playlist allowed to get? Because if I put a Diane Cluck on, it is proper folky. Well, we, I thought the, we were right with the, with the alt playlist. Yeah. We banned certain things from the main one, didn't we? Yeah. I thought but, the alt one was alternative, not just for v- lyrics. I thought we were kind of, we were going to still trying to create it to be a certain type of oh, yeah, okay. sound. Are we? Do or, you want to, why do you want to put one on? I'll put a Diane Cluck one on. Um, as well, an experiment. Let's just treat your song, like your, your track like we do with some of our... Um, interviewees where we stick it on for a little while and then secretly okay. remove it after. I'll put on I'll put on like the slightly because she's she's got a very like she's got a very accented singing voice so it sounds like it almost it, it kind of it's that it's not exactly country but it, it almost kind of it almost strays into country yeah, like the Wurzels yeah well <laughs> I saw the Wurzels live did you yeah good they were doing a techno remix of um, their combine harvester song. What? It was at university. It was like the. It was like the. Um, it was like the end of year sort of ball thing. Wow. And I didn't realise it. And like we kind of, we sort of just like rocked up to our campus, and it was the worst <laughs> doing it with like full on just like laser lights and stuff. Goodness doing like, me. Um, doing their combine. I wonder if we can song. find that or something like that on YouTube. We'll have a look. We'll have to have a look. Find the original song. Oh yeah, no, not but, the original. Yeah. I wonder if we can find the techno one with lights. For our American listeners, do 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 check just it have out. a little look at the Wurzels. Yeah, it's quite something. But um, anyway, but no, she sort of strays. She's it's a very American style country music sort of sort of flavour, which I'm I'm not a fan of country, um, but I really like folk. But it kind of three strings and the truth. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the thing? Jen quotes that like, quite a lot. D-I-V-O-R-C-I That sort of thing I'm not much of a fan of. I'm trying to spell it's, what? It's a Tammy Winnet. It's, um, it's not a Tammy Winnet. Who's the, who's the most... D- oh, what are you spelling? Divorce. <laughs> <This is okay. laughs> it's a... Um, who's the, um, the most famous female f- country singer in the world? Um, what, Dolly Parton? Dolly Parton. I think it's a Dolly Parton song or a Tammy Winnet song. Any idea? Okay. You know, like it's always about tragedy. Yeah. Um, the tragedy is it's a couple sort of breaking up, and like they spell out the words they don't want their child to hear. Oh yeah. And um, and it's quite a, yeah. And it, that's the kind of thing that 
makes me kind of. She's um, quite a good follow on Twitter. Is she? Dolly Parton. I can imagine. She's super positive. I can imagine. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Oh, I like that. But um, anyway, I'm just ra- I'm rambling on. But anyway. Hour two. A- oh, goodness. Here's no, a- hour and 20. Hour and 20? We've done, we've done worse, haven't we? This is going to be... A- I shouldn't say that, because this will probably be about 43 minutes by the time everyone else listens <laughs> so- to it. Because I'm going to... Cull, cull, cull. This is going to be like a blipfert. Was it... Um, what was... Um, was it Max Headroom with Blipfurts? I've got like one second and they're subliminal. Yes, it was. We'll do that. Yeah. This will be a one second subliminal <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, okay, but anyway, here's a here's a clip of some Diane Clark. Oh, I was in the coal mine picking up dinosaur heavy. I had to leave them all Sparkling bright, see me laughing, having nothing in an infinite night. Clear and dangling in the light. It's an appropriate name for a, for a country folk singer, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It sounds like a it sounds like a very strange <coughs> command. Cuck. <laughs> um but yeah, it was going to be. I was going to put another ma- massive attack song on because I wasn't very prepared. But it was your talk of female folk singers that kind of made me, gave me the, gave me the courage. You're welcome. Okay, so that's our podcast. Although Ben has one important thing that you want to talk about that he forgot to mention. Yes. Um, are any of you not aware of a child's TV program called Hey Dougie? If you are not aware of Hey Dougie, I would like you to go and search for. We'll put it in the show notes as well. But Hey Dougie, uh, Series 2, Episode 28, The Space Badge. And I think the music, as they go through space, sounds like it was made by John Hopkins. And it's brilliant. And if I could get hold of it, I'd be listening to it. And I would also have stuck it on Spotify, but I can't find it. And it's not. It's the, the, the production agency, who are just fantastic. Apparently, the whole thing's made in Flash, according to Ben Bregnell. Yeah. But um, it's um, really good. Well, nobody's sure if there is anyone else in space, but here. But what about aliens? Little green aliens? Or big purple ones? Or really weird ones? Or little cute ones? Or invisible ones? Well, space goes on and on. How far? Nobody knows. So there could be other creatures out there. Somewhere. <gasps> Look, it's us. Yes, Betty, where we live. It's as it's one of those things where it's a kids' program and actually really entertaining. The Stick song, people might know that. It's got quite famous. You know, people tried to get it to number one about three years ago. Yeah, it's like it's not it's not in a sort of baby shark sort of territory. It's quite catchy. You're the baby- second person to talk about baby shark in two days, and I don't even know what this is. You've not heard of baby no, shark. I don't know what baby shark is. <laughs> Jen put a picture, someone put a picture up of some sharks in a market in ice and said baby sharks like one pound fifty a pound. Yeah, and then those people are talking about hey yeah the baby shark and I I don't know what this is. It's a it was just a kids song for children and kids YouTube is a big thing. Um, this is as far as I know, and it's got so popular there is an R and B version of of it. I'll oh, try okay. and track it down. Okay, but it's it's. Yeah, it's turned into a bit of a phenomenon. I'm sort of, uh, I'll play a bit for you after the uh, after the close of the episode. Thanks. I will convert you. Okay. 
But there you go. So sorry. Yeah. So back to your. Outro. Hey Dougie. Hey Dougie. Hey Dougie. Yeah. Check him out. Have a look. I used um, the Hey Dougie stick video as a placeholder for a website that I was working on, <laughs> and just for some, just like a, uh, a side project for some friends, and they liked it so much they've left it on there. So there you go. Brilliant. Yeah. Right. Ho. So that's our podcast. Um, thanks for listening. We are Relative Paths on all these social medias on Instagram and on Twitter. And Facebook, I suppose, but not on Google Plus anymore because that's gone away. Um, our DMs are open, so if you want to kind of contact us and complain about how much we've waffled on about stuff uh, this episode, then feel free to do that. Um, our Patreon is Relative Paths on Patreon. If you would like to, I don't know, give us a give us your pates, you can do it on there, and we'd be very grateful. And I think that's it, isn't it? It is. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back in your ears in some time in the future. 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 <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.